I don't necessarily think, especially at the beginning, it's about having the perfect story, but I think it's about sharing the story that's on your heart and then asking people to be a part of it. That was Jonathan Darling, and this is the Story of Business podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Luke Frazier, founder of Parable Brand, and we have another exciting episode for you today. But first, I just want to thank you for coming along. We exist here to really bridge the gap to help connect business owners to their ideal customer through the power of story. And that's what this podcast is all about. We're here talking about stories in business and, and the stories that, that got us here and the stories that we tell ourselves to, to keep going and the stories that we motivate each other with. And that is really what this podcast is all about. And phenomenally, that's what our guest today is talking on. Jonathan Darling is a leadership guru. He is a speaker. He is an author of, uh, of a few different books now and some on the way. And he, he even started a clothing brand, clothing brand and a leadership conference. I mean, this, this guy really has done it all. But today's conversation really dives deep into his story and the, the stories he used to tell himself compared to the stories he tells himself now today that continue to motivate, inspire, and encourage others in the world. I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. Get out your notebooks. Be ready to take some notes on your phone because there is some good juice in here for you. Enjoy this week's episode. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Story of Business podcast um, I thought about doing some fancy thing, but I just get to talk with my friend today, Mr. Jonathan Darling. He is an author. He's a speaker. He is an amazing uh, leadership guru, and he's a good friend. So, Jonathan, how are you doing this morning, today? I'm doing great, man. Always, always good morning when I get to spend it with you. Jonathan, if we were to get, uh, ready for this, what is your your life story in 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. Life story in 30 seconds. Um, on the clock, on the marks, get go. Grew up in a broken home, um, not believing in myself or in who I was created to be. Um, stumbled around this world for 33, 34 years, um, lost. Mm-hmm. And, um, then, uh, through some, some great grace and some great people mm-hmm. realized, um, who I was created to be and, and the value I was created with and have now been determined to help share, spread love and, and positivity and help people ultimately, uh, live to be the best mm-hmm. versions of themselves that they can be. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. It's on the spot. It's right. It's right there on the spot. It's, there you go. It's right on the spot. Yeah. Hey, so we said business leader. We said uh, leadership guru. So uh, how does one get into this field? Oh gosh. You know, I think <clears throat> the way I got into the field, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's probably how you are supposed to do it. I don't know um, how you're supposed. It, no one knows how you're supposed I, to do it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, it was interesting when I, when I started, 
I started writing and, and putting out articles and videos and mm. different things on leadership. And, um, I remember, I remember this five, six years ago when all of this started. Um, I remember being told what, what are you doing? You mm. don't know anything about leadership. You're not a leader. You're a loser. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, like stop writing all this stuff. And people would make up fake email addresses and write all over my articles and stuff. Oh and, my goodness. Um, and they would write like horrible, horrible derogatory things. And, um, you know, and even at that point I, I hadn't held a leadership role. Mm. Um, I wasn't leading a company. I wasn't one of these big consultant yeah. writer guys that, you know, have all this, have all this direct experience. I was just a guy who had something in my heart mm. who felt like leadership was all about love and loving and caring for other people and, and helping bring out the the best. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I, I, I just, I just believed that that was my message. And so, and I believed and still believed in my heart that that's what leadership is. And yeah. so I just, I just kept at it, man, kept putting videos out, put, kept writing, um, and kept offering up, you know, asking people if there was ever any opportunities for mm-hmm. me to be able to come and speak. And, mm-hmm. um, thankfully they, they gave me some of that and, wow. and, you know, here we are. Do you, do you feel like there was a, a moment that it either encouraged you or inspired you to even begin the writing process or begin speaking on love and leadership? Yeah. Well, so I, people, a lot of people don't realize this about me. Um, I was all, I was always a writer. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I loved writing poetry mm-hmm. and, um, wrote poetry through high school, college, um, wish I would have kept them all, have no clue what happened to any of those poems. Um, there's one, there's one still out there on the internet that was, that was published in a book actually. Um, and, uh, but so I, I always loved writing. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but I lost it for a long time. Like I, I, you know, kind of put it away and I started, I started traveling and and just had all this free time and was reading. And, and what I realized, the more I read, the more, the more my brain, the more creative my brain got mm. and the, the more create, like the more thoughts I had. And, and so I wanted to start compiling those thoughts somewhere. So I started writing and, um, it was, it was very, it was very therapeutic for mm-hmm. me. Um, it was, it was, my brain goes a thousand miles an hour and, and being able to put something down on paper was something just very, um, just very focused. And I, I write different, like I, I can't sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write. Like I, I have these moments where I feel like God gives me this inspiration or this thought and I just, I just go. Yeah. And so, um, you know what the, I think the more I realized that writing was just a a part of me Mm -hmm. and, and, and I just enjoyed it so much. It wasn't, it wasn't something like that. I felt like I had to do. I just did it because I loved it. Um, you know, it just, it just kept, it just kept kind of spurning more and more and more writing. And, and, um, yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I still do a lot of it still can't get enough of it. Yeah. What do you feel like, in the past few years is one of the, one of the, one of your favorite things that you've written. Mm. <laughs> so I've, I've got, um, it's funny. I've, I've, I went back and I started reading some of my articles and 
the more you write, the better you get at it. Mm. Um, the more you're able to convey your message quickly. And I'm a, I'm a details guy. You know, you and I talk about stories. Mm-hmm. My wife and all of my friends would tell you I, my stories take forever <laughs> because I'm a very detailed person. Yeah. And so when I tell a story, I tell it with a lot of detail mm-hmm. in it. I don't just, you know, I don't just get to the point. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, so there's a few, like one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite articles, uh, at the beginning that I wrote, um, was great value. Pop tarts suck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's true. I, that's true. I, I love it. You know, I grew up poor and yeah. we couldn't afford the real pop tarts. So we bought the great value ones. And, um, and in the article, I, I talked about, you know, I've, I've been in sales all my life and I, I talked about the, um, the value of a, the value of a substitute mm-hmm. or the, or the, um, how a substitute just because it's cheaper doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. And how, um, even if I lost my job today, I would shovel crap in a backyard, uh, dog crap in a backyard just so I wouldn't have to buy my kids. Yeah great value pop tarts. So that that's one of my favorite articles. Yeah. I wrote an article, um, about what Matthew McConaughey taught me on sales, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, from one of my favorite articles about Matthew McConaughey. Um, but my, you know, it's interesting. My most responded to article that I've ever written, um, was an article titled micro moments, massive impact. Mm. And that, <clears throat> that's kind of been, uh, the, that was that was kind of the catalyst of this of this new idea for me around yeah. that topic and 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 what that means to me and and w- has been my most shared and my most viewed and read article um, over the last yeah. five years. Yeah, you know, because when we first started connecting, I don't know what three four years ago now. Oh my gosh, probably five years ago now. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. W- we were really diving in, and I think you were really on the precipice of all of this and you were really beginning to dive into this, this idea that we can actually lead, lead with love. Um, and, and, you know, there are all throughout history, there are leaders who did this and, and it's seen and, and it's known and it's, this isn't necessarily new, but it's, I think new for our fast paced world. Mm-hmm. But but this this idea of micro moments and massive impact started coming up for you. W- where did that really birth, and what does it mean to you? So, it birthed from this idea and and these experiences that I've had in my life, and it, and it's changed. the con- The context is still the same. the 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 way it's conceptualized has has changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but it started from this idea of, you know, random acts of kindness. Yeah. Um, and, and really this, um, you know, this, this tension between is, is kindness really a random act? Mm -hmm. Like, is it something that we randomly do at random times to random people? Um, because if so, then what are, what are we doing the rest of the time to everybody else? If we're not being kind, yeah. um, or is it an intentional way that we, we choose to live our life and the moments of interaction that we have with people. And, and really when you think about it, the, the idea of a random act of kindness is, is it someone being kind to a random person? It's not a random act. 
the person might be random. Mm. The choice of kindness is mm-hmm. something that's already, it was built into us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just us acting intentionally to a random person using kindness to love and care for that person right where they are. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the more I started realizing, um, that there were opportunities to do this all the time. And, and the micro moments comes from, we have these seemingly insignificant interactions with people every single day. <clears throat> they're, they're incredibly small. It's checking out at the gas station, walking by someone on the street, standing in line behind someone at Starbucks or right. the airport, you know, all of these little moments that are all opportunities to use our gifts, talents, and skills to love and care for someone right there yeah. in that moment. Um, and it doesn't have to be a huge grand gesture, but the, but the effect can be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what ended up happening was, and, and, you know, mother Teresa, it's one of my favorite quotes. She says, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast the stone that create many, that creates many ripples. Amen, yeah. The idea is that we we're just creating these ripples of, how we interact with people and, and, and how we love people in those moments. What I realized in January, um, I was, I was going through Matthew in, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed was every single interaction that Jesus had with someone when he was ministering to them, um, the lady at the well, when he was, when he was healing people, all of these things, none of none of them were these large, right. grand things. Right. They were all these small little moments where Jesus used his his gifts and his power mm-hmm. and his love to care for that person right where they were. Not Jesus never made them come to him. Yeah, he loved them right where they were in that moment, using what he was given. And then he moved on. And that and that moment, that loving them intentionally right there, it, it created a massive impact. That's why people followed Jesus. It wasn't because yeah. he was this incredible speaker. It was because he was a healer of people in the small moments. He was an intentional lover in the moments of interaction that he had with them that other people would have just would have just ignored because they seemed so insignificant. Nothing was insignificant to Jesus. And and so that that's when the whole context kind of switched is this is not just about kindness. This is literally about if we are to model our lives mm-hmm. after Jesus, yeah. this is how we do it. We love people in the small moments, yeah. right where they are with what we've been given to make a massive positive impact in their life. And and we have opportunities to do that every single day. Wow. I, I've heard someone, someone say, you know, like, you know, be mindful of the distractions. Cause I think sometimes in life we, we think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm caught up in traffic or I'm, um, this line's way too long. Right. And it feels like a distraction. It feels like a distraction. And yet those end up being these opportunities for impact. Where have you found that the hardest to implement in your life? Or when was the time Um, when it was like, okay, no, no, no. I actually have to get on this plane. Like, please get out of my way. Yeah. Have you experienced uh, that? I have. There are moments like that. Um, You know, for me, a lot of times for me, the hardest, the hardest place is when I'm in traffic. Yeah. Um, Because we don't have to see people. People aren't I'm within in, close I'm proximity. I'm in my bubble. It's fine. I can do whatever I want in here. Yeah. You know, and, and so, 
So not wanting to let that person in or wanting to yeah. get, get frustrated because that person cuts you off. That's, that's really difficult. Um, that's really difficult for me, you know, uh, but that's, that's still a moment, right? Yeah. That's still a moment where, where we can show love and grace. Um, you know, the other, the other time, just, just full, full transparency. Some of the, some of the other really hard times to not be intentional is in that small, in those small moments to make a massive impact or, um, is, is at home with my own kids yeah. and my own family. Yeah. Um, because I come home from traveling for work or I come, you know, I come out of the crawl out of my cave in the basement, mm-hmm. the kids are running wild and, you know, the wife is, is, is frustrated because the kids are being crazy and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and in that moment, my patience yeah. is, is, is very challenged. And, and not only that, but then like when my kids, you know, when I'm tired and my kids want me to, to read them a book or mm-hmm. sing them a song at bedtime, like we don't realize, yeah, we don't realize that those are small little moments yeah. that for them, they're huge, That's right? So those true. are micro moments where we can make a massive impact in our kid's life because our kids want yeah. our intentionality. Mm. But we 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 become so selfish that we're like, oh, we're tired. Mm. Oh, it's too late. No, I don't want to read that book. But how how often wow. how many more times are we gonna get to read that book? Mm. Because eventually they're gonna stop asking. Yeah. So good. And so that's, that's, I mean, just, you know, wow. full transparency, man. And no, that's, so that's where it's toughest for me. Well, I, if, of course, our greatest ministry is at, is at the home. And, and I think, mm-hmm. um, gosh, do I resonate that? I mean, I don't know, j- just even with my wife, like it's just, that is, you know, <laughs> you, I, I've had such a full day. I just want to do whatever X, Y, or Z, right? Like I, I just want to sit or mm-hmm. I just want to go work out. And, and, and it, it is convicting many times to remember but i also think it, it it's it's our greatest opportunity it's our greatest opportunity because if we can do it here imagine how, how much easier it'll be elsewhere um and then you don't have to live in the shadows like you don't we don't have to live like like we're you know at work we're one way at home we're completely different right it's just congruent right all the way through and, and i think yep. that that's powerful you know, when you first started back up again, the writing process, the speaking process, because um, I want to get into the speaking stuff a little bit with you, and even now, you know, not just the articles, but but you actually are a published author now as well. Yep. And you know, when you first started all this, how did you imagine it was going to play out when you started, and and are you where mm. you thought you were going to be? Well, so there's, there's two things there first. Um, I never, I never had a view. I didn't have a view for what my future was going to look like. Um, there was a long time in my life, Luke, even, even after coming to Christ that I just, I didn't, Mm. I didn't actually truly believe my life was made for something valuable. Um, I didn't think that I was meant to accomplish anything great. Um, and, and, you know, I still battle that sometimes, man. I still battle that, that sense that I was created for greatness. Mm. And, um, 
because it's really easy to it's really easy to look at what you don't have or what you haven't done mm-hmm. compared to other people and, and go, man, I just I don't have that. Yeah. I'm not that good of a writer. I can't, you know, but so when I when I first started, it was just about, you know, like I like writing. I like this topic. Let's just put it out there. And, and honestly, man, getting made fun of a lot about it. Um, it was tough. There were, there were multiple moments that I wanted to quit just Mm -hmm. and just pack it in. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't, um, now, you know, and, and, and then honestly, man, it it got to a point where a lot of it was really about me. I wanted it to be about, I wanted to have the stage. I wanted to have the attention. I wanted to have that stuff. And, and when you're doing something simply for yourself, um, nothing's gonna, nothing's really going to come from it. And so, um, you know, it's changed now where, where I'm at now with my writing and and my speaking and the things that I do is I really, um, I really want to help, help people who to understand their, their, their God given abilities Mm -hmm. and their value of of who they are and what they have and and what's possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe we were all given these dreams for a life that that is that is ours yeah. to create um and and we're just so terrified of of other people's opinions and fear of failure that that we um we hide them away man mm-hmm. and and i did that for a long I, I did that for a long time and i want i i think in order for the world to ultimately be what it was created to be yeah, come on it's going to take the people of the world mm-hmm. becoming who they were actually created to become. So good. And that, that to me, that's, dude, I, I, that's still my everyday battle with myself yeah. is if, is if I'm going to make the impact on this world that I was created to make, then I have to become the person that I was created mm-hmm. to become. And that means those dreams that were on my heart, they were given to me for a reason it, it, for me to do something about it. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's just kind of what I chase now, man, and, and, and chase wanting to help instill that self-confidence in people that, that while things might be scary and they might look difficult, um, and you might not necessarily have it all planned out or put together, mm-hmm. um, just taking a step in that direction is, is, is massive. It's huge. So powerful. A lot of times people look at the world and they, they want to see change in the world. Mm-hmm. And especially politically over the past few years, uh, with the pandemic over the past few years, like people want the other people who are in charge to make the decisions and change. And people get so frustrated about it. You know, they get so frustrated about these other people who won't make the decisions and they won't change and blah, 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 like whatever. There is such a lack of ownership in our just in our country, maybe in our world today. I don't I don't know what it is, JD, but there's a lack of ownership. We're not willing you, to you say know, yes to our calling. It's you, you, you know the, the parable brand, and I, I love you know I love I love the idea and what you're doing with that and it's it's so crazy man people don't realize the story of their life is theirs to write mm-hmm. it's theirs to write it's already been written mm-hmm. the 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 i the 
the the grand plan has already been written of what you're capable of, right. your value, all this stuff. But what happens is then we're given this clear, we're given this, hey, here's the template of who you can become. Now here's your blank page. <laughs> Here, and you can write anything you want. And this this is how great it can be and even more. And we, we try to give the pen away. Yeah. We try to let somebody else write our story for it. I let somebody else write my story for a long time. I allowed my life to be dictated by the opinions of mm. other people of what they believed I was or was not capable of. Mm-hmm. And I was allowing them to write my story. Mm-hmm. And when I took the pen back to start writing my story according to what God had told me was possible in my life, it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It's still terrifying because you write some stuff down and you're like, there's no way that this is my story. This is way too big. This is way too audacious. This is way too. And, but, but it's not. And, and you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy to write, to write your own story, but it's what, it's what we were meant to do. Yeah. Cause it's, it's our life. Amen. So much goodness in that. I'm, it, it makes me curious, JD, who, who, what I love about stories, if you we were to look at, for instance, the hero's journey, right? It's, it, it's a fairly common story. We see it in Star Wars. We see it in, um, the Lord of the Rings. We see it in, um, some of our favorite Disney movies, the Lion King, right? These all have these, these, these hero's journeys element. And one of the, the pieces of a hero's journey kind of halfway through, typically you have this guide that comes along, you know, the Yoda, uh, <laughs> Rafiki, um, you know, like there's someone that comes along and helps shed some light, right? Maybe, maybe on, on, on the you, on the hero of the story to say, hey, like you actually can do this. Who were a few of those guides for you mm. that really inspired you along the way? So, wow, that's a good question, man. Uh, so I remember one of the first, one of the first guys, um, his name was Josh Wheeler. He was the boss of mine. He actually lives in Texas, um, Texas family fitness. What's up? He's the <laughs> CEO and president of Texas family fitness. Um, if there's not one in your town, there's one coming to your town soon because they're taking over in Texas. Um, but, but Josh was a guy who, um, gave me an opportunity to run a, a gold gym, um, a really high level management mm-hmm. role. Um, but Josh was somebody who he, he was different than any other leader I'd ever had. Yeah. You know, we would get together on Saturdays as a team and we would read John Maxwell's, you know, the little, you know, the little, the leader book or the 12 laws of wow. leadership. And, um, Josh would spend like really intentional time with me. Um, and, and, you know, I remember he gave me, gave me a book. Um, one of the first books he gave me was, uh, as a man thinketh. And just, he was very intentional in his time with me and just believed in me. Yeah. Um, and gave me a lot of confidence in that. Um, you know, another guy, um, that I can, that I can think of is, is Matt Johnston, who was a customer of mine, coworker for a few years mm-hmm. and became a customer. And, um, you know, he was the one who designed my logo and all this stuff. Wow. And, um, you know, he was, he was, 
he's always been a big believer in me. He's at, he's actually the one that told me sitting at a Ruby Tuesdays in in Sweetwater, Tennessee. Um, he said, John, you know, um, you don't need a title mm. or, or a position to be a leader. You're a leader. People follow you. You just need to realize yeah. um, how much influence you have over people, regardless of whether or not you have a title that, that says you are. And that kind of spurned that in, in me. And then recently, man, you know, I think, and it's crazy. One of the biggest influences in my life, especially over the last almost, almost year right. has been who you and I know, uh, Pastor Tommy Hunter. Yeah. Um, and I met Tommy at a time in my life in 2020 that, um, you know, I was, I was broken and misguided and, and lost and confused. And, um, Tommy has not only become a, a very close friend, but, but a mentor and, um, and is somebody who, who speaks life into me and speaks life out of me Amen. on a pretty consistent basis. And so, um, that's somebody who, who has really challenged me in, in, in becoming, um, becoming who God's created me to be so and, uh, and not second guessing it. So good. You know, it, it's amazing. You said, you said, Tommy, I'm gonna start crying. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing to, to have these people in our lives and talking about macro, uh, you know, micro moments and, and massive impact. I, I, can, I just think back to all of the people who could have been fathers or mothers or, 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 or um, mentor figures in our, in our lives growing up who missed that opportunity, mm. you know? And, and I think as, you know, as you're a father, as, as, as I'll, I'll be a father in the future, but just the, the even the, the kids we've led and the people we're around, especially our youth, um, to be vitally intentional with the way uh, we speak life into them, you know, we out of out of the mouth speaks life and death, right? And so, mm. we, we I, I talked to our our my wife and I talked to our youth kids this past week about it. It's just like the way you guys speak to yourselves m- might be modeled after someone in your life, like a parent or something or whatever, and. And it might not be great just because of where they were at in their lives, right? Broken, yep. Brokenness is just going to yield more brokenness. Hurt's going to yield yep. more hurt. And to have these guides, to have these people's, these people, even now, at, you know, you're not a kid anymore, right? But to me, it's just this testament that, yeah, we know kids need it, right? Like innately, we, we know it or maybe we don't, but, but if kids need it, if kids need to be spoken into at a young age, why wouldn't we continue speaking into everybody else? Yeah. Well, and because it's not practical or realistic. It's not, maybe it's not it's, professional either. Oh, we don't have time for it. it you know, we, we, let's get to the meeting, yeah. you know? Well, and I think we get to a certain point to where we put our dreams away, right? Children put your, put your childhood dreams away yeah. and it's, it's time to get to work. It's time to really do stuff. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I truly believe in the power of our words a ton. I mean, you and I have learned a ton about that over the mm-hmm. last year and, 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 you know, 
I mean, even the other night, this prime example the other night. And again, and it goes back, what are the stories that we're telling to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Because everything comes in a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the story that we're telling to ourselves? And the other night, uh, Sunday night, my daughter, my, my nine-year-old daughter, was telling herself the story that she was going to have bad dreams. Yeah. That she had watched something that was a little scary, and she said, oh, I just, I don't want to, I just, what if I have bad dreams tonight? I don't want to have bad dreams tonight. And I was like, and I told her, and she does, she's, she's not totally grasped the concept yet. I said, I said, Bryn, you're telling yourself that Mm -hmm. you're going to, that there is a possibility that you're going to have bad dreams. So what do you think's going to happen? You're speaking it out Mm -hmm. into the world that it's a possibility that you're going to have bad dreams. Stop saying that because you're giving that power. Yeah. You're giving you're giving those words and those thoughts yeah. power in your life. Don't do that. Yeah. Like you're gonna have incredible dreams tonight because Jesus is gonna be with you. Yeah. Your dreams are gonna be filled with love and joy and peace mm-hmm. and tenderness. We're not we we're not even speaking on those other things. Those are the things that speak mm-hmm. from our mouth that we that we create into reality and and and, and you know, like we we do it all the time, and I think we do it as a, as adults even more. But it's 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 something that we've it's something it's not something that we we're, we're programmed with as little kids, mm. but it's a it's a program that is really easily downloaded, mm-hmm. and it just continues to grow and gain more and more power as as we get older, and yeah. and we end up telling ourselves these stories of this untruth. Mm-hmm. Um, that that keep us that keep us anchored that keep us anchored in our past mm-hmm. um and and don't allow us to to plant the seeds that we need to plant in the present so to create great. the future that we obviously you know that we want i want to stay there for a second you know part of this uh this conversation this podcast part of our business is relies heavily on the stories we tell ourselves um they're of the utmost importance. You and I both know that. You did an experiment within the past year around words with your kids, actually. Mm-hmm. Tell us tell us about the experiment. What happened? What was the impact? Yeah, so um you and I you and I had come back from from Warrior One Three in August and um we had learned a lot more detail into the power of our words. And, and, um, so what I did when I came home after looking at Dr. Moto's studies and some of these other things on ice crystals, um, I actually took an apple and I chopped the apple in half and with my children. So same apple. And I had two ball Mason jars, shout out ball state. What's up? Um, but these ball Mason jars and we put, each half of the apple, like one half in one, one half in the other, put the lids on, sealed them down. And then we, we taped the word love on one app on one jar and the word hate mm-hmm. on the other. We put them both up in our windowsill, probably about five feet apart, okay. four feet. That's a big window, five feet, three feet apart. <laughs> yeah. Right. Normal window size. It's not a big picture window, normal window size, put them apart. And, and, and us and the kids, we were only allowed to speak love, positivity, gratitude, to the love apple, mm-hmm. hate, negativity, indifference to the hate apple. Mm-hmm. We did it for 21 days and we wanted to see what would happen, right? All variables being the same, same jar, same lids, same location, mm-hmm. same sunlight, 
the only non-consistent variable, especially after I had to tell my six-year-old daughter, hey, look, I know that you feel really bad that we're saying mean things to the mean apple. Mm. You can't secretly go behind and tell it how pretty it is. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, like, we had to correct that pretty quickly. Um, but but for 21 straight days, wow. that's what we did. When we took the apples out, and you can check it out. It's on my it's on my Instagram feed. It's it's all over. Uh, I post it quite a bit. Um, the the hate apple was rotten, mm. mushy, kind of smelled. The love apple looked like it had just been cut. In That's half. insane. It looked perfect. Yeah. And and so what you know what what I talked to my kids about was think about the words that you say to yourself and think about the words that you speak to other people. As you can tell by that by the apples, you're either killing them or you're bringing them life. Wow. And so you've got to be. Re- we have to be really careful about the words that we're speaking to people and to ourselves, yeah. um, because because we literally have the power of life and death um, to either lift people up or to to tear people down. And and we 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 darlings aren't people who tear people down. Amen. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I think it is so common in our society to simple things. Yeah. Oh, I watched this bad movie. I am not going to dream this. Or, oh, you guys are playing that sport. I'm just not good at that. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's common. And it's like, and, and there's there's um, th- th- there's this thing. My wife and I were talking about this a while ago. Like psych- in like psychology and things like that. Um, there's this, there was a study out there and, and there's, I mean, there's whole papers on this, but like people will tear themselves down before other people so that you can't tear me down. I'm going to tear, right. my, I'm going to tear myself down. So you don't, you don't have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we don't think that, but that's actually what's happening. It's just, you're right. It's, it's another downloaded program. It's self press. It's, it's self preservation in that moment. Exactly. I, you can't, you you can't own something over me if I own it over myself yeah. first. But oftentimes we're wanting to own own the wrong things, Terrible and it's things. it's like this too. Luke. Like I, I was having this conversation the other day with somebody, and this this is so small. This is so small, right here. Here we go, guys. Micro moment right here mm. that can make a massive impact in your life. Did you know physiologically? Look it up. This is this is truth. If you don't believe me, go look it up. I was an exercise science major, studied physiology. Just go look it up. Physiologically, in the body, the response to nervous and excited are the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So I was telling this to Zach Neary, right? Um, the the body response, the butterflies, the sweaty palms, the 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 chills, the the shake, what what all of those things, the 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 increased uh, breath. Um, the spike in adrenaline, all this stuff from a physiological response, mm-hmm. nervous and excited are the exact same thing in our body. Yeah. We assign it the positive or negative from here. Wow. Yeah. We assign it nervous or we assign it excited. The body knows no different. We're the ones that determine how we want to label it positive or negative. Nervous and anxious and all of those things is the I is the story that we tell ourselves that the future that there is a possibility of something going wrong, yeah. that there's a possibility of something falling apart and not going right, and it's going to be horrible. 
excited is the idea and the story of a future of something incredible that has the potential to happen. Mm -hmm. Something great is probably going to happen. So we're assigning how we feel based on our, our positive or negative mindset. And then what we choose to assign either excited or nervous then determines the outcome on the event. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's that it's, it's really that simple. People think it's, think it's weird um, to sit in front of a mirror and give themselves affirmations. To sit in front of a Do mirror, and, yeah, sit in front of a mirror and say, you know, I'm worthy, I am, I'm capable, I am, I am enough, I'm loved, and we need to get it out of our head as a society that that actually doing that um, should be normal. Doing that should be normal because biblically we're called to speak life. If we're called to do that, why wouldn't we do that to ourselves? Well, it's, it's, it's really simple, Luke. It's as, as Will Davis would say, it's so simple, so simple. We, when we know we can't give to other people what we don't have to give. And we have a lot of talk in this world about self-help self-love but we don't actually understand what it truly means to love ourselves yeah we think it's sitting on a couch eating donuts right we think it's rest and relaxation and we think it's oh you should be okay you know you should celebrate your flaws and your thing no 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 no. like i'm not like look don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you look at things and go oh that's a but like i'm not gonna sit there and go oh it's okay that I'm this way because this, no, 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 no. It's, you're not, you're not just because you see something in the physical doesn't mean that, that, that that's what you're supposed to speak life to. Yeah, It's supposed, you're supposed to get your truth from the source of truth. And that's what you're supposed to speak over your life. Mm. Right. And that's, that's what understanding love is, is understanding that you're forgiven, understanding that you were made with a purpose Amen. on purpose for a purpose. Right. And, and, and again, it's, it's, what is the story that you're telling yourself? What story are you filling your mind with mm-hmm. that, that then you're allowing to come out of your mouth? And if, and if you believe you were made broken and imperfect, mm-hmm. then all you're going to do is speak about being broken and unperfect. Yeah. And we're not supposed to celebrate that. No. We're supposed to celebrate the fact that we were made with a purpose, that we're that we were we're a victor, not a victim, that we're the head, not the tail, that we were made to prosper with a future and a plan, Amen. not for destruction. Like those those are the things that we're supposed to speak to ourselves, not this, well, you know, maybe God just wanted me to not be you know, to not have, you know, my dream job. No, who told you that? Yeah. Tell yourself a different story, because that's not the story that God's telling you. Yeah. Amen. So I don't know, man. Take I get, him to I get church, though. I get fired up about that stuff. It's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and if we, you know, as, as we're talking micro moments, massive impact. I, I just hope everyone's hearing that specifically. It really does start with the the way we speak to ourselves, right? Yeah. And 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 you know, and, and I would add, like, one of the ways to get out of that is actually to serve other people. Continue to serve. Continue to serve other people. You know. Love people, man. Like, like the, the verse of the day today 
um, was was talking about that we're to love people, um, and it's and it's not just this is the verse of the day, and I think it, I think it's so mm-hmm. incredible towards what we're talking about because this is a part of micro moments. Mm-hmm. It says, "Love your friend." Um, that that there's the old familiar written law: love your friend. And it's unwritten companion, hate your enemy. But I challenge that. I'm telling you, love your enemies. Hmm. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When hmm. someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For mm-hmm. then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. Mm-hmm. He gives his best. The sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless, the good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? And if you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you think that you're doing something special? It's not, we have to understand we serve other people regardless. And if we do that and we're intentional about that in those Mm. micro moments, regard, like, let me tell you something. You want to make a massive impact in somebody's life. Take the person who's rude to you at the counter or the person who's rude to you in the line. And you love them right where they are with what you've been given. Radically love them. Give them a smile. Tell them that. Tell them you're sorry, regardless of whether or not you feel like you need to apologize. Watch, watch them change. Yeah. Watch, watch them change. You're planting a seed. So good. In them, the count. The person at the counter is 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 having a bad day, and they're rude to you. Instead of getting rude back or getting mad and offended, like I can't believe that you, you would know treat who me this I way. Am. Do you know who I am? I, you are here to serve me. I am paying you. I pay your like right. Oh come like, on! How about you love them yeah. right where they are and say, "Hey, so wh- good." It's it seems like there's something off. It's can I pray for you about something? Like like so good. Are you having it? What can I do to help you today? Like. Let's get out of this being offended and let's see the broken mm-hmm. in front of us and let's 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 love the broken out of them. Yeah. So good. So good. Wow. Preach it. Preach it. You know, JD is as someone who is is growing a a kind of an unnormal business as yourself how do you share the story of your business with we're just going to, we're going to call them prospective clients, people who are going to read the book, people who are going to hire you to speak. People are going to, you know, um, come to the impact leadership conference. Like how do you share that story? Wow. That's a good question. I, I think I'm still learning a little bit about that, Luke, um, to be honest with you. Um, you know, something I shared this, um, and I believe it's really important. I shared this with, uh, I spoke at Ball State University and spoke to the entrepreneur class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these people are wanting to go out and open these businesses and chase their dreams and do all this stuff. And, and I said, one of the, this is what I've learned about the entrepreneurial journey. And this is what I've learned about speaking, Impact Knoxville, writing, Mm. everything. Is that when you have a dream, you need to protect it with everything that you have because it's yours. You're the only one who can do anything about it. But then two, you need to be willing to share your dream with other people. Mm. Hmm. And you need to be willing to invite them to be a part of it. Yeah. 
because people, there are people in this world who were created to help you Mm. see your dream come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you're not sharing it with anybody and you're not putting it out there, that you have this dream, that you have this goal, that that this is the future reality you want to see for yourself, then no one's ever going to be able to come around you and help you. So good. And so, so for me, what, what I've learned is I just share with people my heart Mm -hmm. and my dream of, of what it is that I want my future to look like one day. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been able to have people come around me that go, man, I want to be a part of that. Like I, the other day, you know, I, I had, I, I was putting my writing and all this stuff out there. And I had this lady reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I'm putting together a book with a few other co-authors. I would love for you to be a contributing author to this book about kindness and talk about micro moments, massive impact. And I was like, let's go. You know, I, about a year and a half ago, I wrote, um, I wrote this poem, um, pretty much the story of my childhood Mm -hmm. of wanting to, to do these different things, to play football, to, um, be on stage and an actor and a, and a film production major Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all of these, all of these different things. And I was, I was told I wasn't good enough. I would get hurt. I didn't know what I was doing, all these things. And I, and I quit every single one of them. Yeah. So I wrote this It's and and what it ends up being, it's a children's book. Mm. Well, I, I finally shared it with someone and now it's, now it's in the process of being illustrated <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to have a children's Come book on. that's going to be published by the end of the year. So good. And then, and then I shared with someone else that, you know, Hey, I, I wrote this chapter of this book, this, this to me, this is what I believe God gave me on my heart, but this is the, I've always wanted to write a book. Mm-hmm. I believe that God gave me micro moments, massive impact is your book that you're supposed to write. Yeah. It's your leadership book. Mm-hmm. It's that's, that's what your message is. Finally, after searching for like love and leadership is still a part of it, but micro moments, that's, that is love and leadership. Yeah. It's loving people right where they are. Yeah. And, I had someone come around and go, Hey, I want to help you write that book. Mm. And so now I've got someone who, who is, who is taking all of my thoughts and all of my writings and everything and helping me put it together so that it, it, it comes across and reads well. So good. And so, and, and so that's what I've learned is, is it's, I don't necessarily think, especially at the beginning, it's about having the perfect story. Mm but I think it's about sharing the story that's on your heart yeah, and then asking people to be a part of it. Amen. Yeah. So good. That's, that's what I think we need. We need to do with customers. Like when you've, you've got this dream, like we have these businesses and, and if your business is all just about to make money, you're going to have a short story and people aren't going to connect with it because right. it's, it's, that's, that's a small, that's a by, money is the byproduct of, of what you do. It is not why you do what you do. Mm. It is the byproduct of what happens when you're when when you're doing the thing that you've been called to do, living in that purpose. So so it's not but you you've gotta be you've gotta be able to share with people your heart of why you're doing what you're doing, who you want to help, why mm-hmm. this means so much to you. And it and it helps it to be perfect. It not perfect, it helps it to be poignant and clear and understanding so people can connect with it. Mm-hmm. But, but you have to share it with people yeah. because if they don't know why people don't connect with your product, they connect with you and why you're doing it. Mm. 
So good. So good. We had um, we had Riley Meek on this podcast. He he and Steve Weatherford run King's Council and phenomenal entrepreneurs and uh, men of God. And and one thing they they just constantly say is that a lot of times with the right alignments, the right assignment will follow. Mm. And I think there there's a there's so much truth in that. And why wouldn't you share your dreams with the right people? So there is that protect. Yeah. I mean, like, like not everybody needs to hear it. There's a truth no. to that. Some people are going to try to tear it down. Yep. And you know what? You, you'll you'll figure that out along the way. But don't be afraid to share it because some people well, not only yeah. need, need to hear it because they're going to support you, but they need to hear it because they need their dream ignited too. I, ha- I had somebody tell me this, and it, it was Tommy, and I, I can't remember the first part of it because I was I was really being challenged with this idea of wanting to create a, a, you know, like this, like a, like a training or a class Mm -hmm. or a a lessonly program about how to start believing in yourself more. And and, and dude, this is what's, so think about this. I wanted to create a coaching platform, not like nothing huge, but something where people can go on and learn well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about like from a structure it. standpoint. I get it, I get yeah. it. But where somebody can go on and learn how to start believing in themselves to mm-hmm. take the steps that they need to take to ultimately start doing what they do, you know, what mm-hmm. they want to do. Just giving them things that I've learned along my journey right. about how to overcome, how to, how to view failure, how to overcome other people's opinions, how to do these things, how to grow in confidence. And I wasn't confident enough in myself to do it because I didn't think I'd done enough. I didn't think I had achieved enough. All of these things, all of these, all of this story that I was telling myself of not being good enough to put something together to help other people learn. And, and, and Tommy goes, he was like, man, your, your, your remediation might be somebody's revelation. What Mm. you think is so simple to you and just so easy and not that big of a deal could be somebody else's huge launching point for them. He was like, John, what have you done over the last five years? He asked me that question. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, over the last five years, since you've had this change in your life, what have you done? Right. And I said, well, I mean, I've spoken for businesses across the country, universities, high schools. I've been published in magazine, international magazines, national magazines. I've been interviewed on international radio, multiple podcasts. I've um, been published in a book. I'm writing a book. And he goes, I was like, I launched a leadership (laughs) conference and I'm not saying this all about me. Like, Oh, and he goes, is so you don't think <laughs> that there's not somebody out there that's not going to look at that and go look at what this dude has done yeah from never doing anything before started a clothing company let's not forget Starting that. a cl- yeah, still selling t-shirts which i think is crazy yeah and and he's like and you don't think people don't look at that and go come on man i wonder how john did that i w- man I wish I could do something like that. I wish I had the confidence to do something like that. And you're sitting 
mm. on the story of how you built the confidence to step out and doing that stuff. Come and on. you're not sharing it with anybody. There's, there's almost something in there, JD, that that's like, don't, don't let your small thinking get in the way of someone's might massive reaction. Mm-hmm. Our lives seem so micro and meaningless because we live them every day. We see the same stuff. We just do the things we do. The, I wake up and I do all the things for me and for whatever in my family. Like it seems so insignificant because it seems so small. And yet we never know how massive it's, that impact it's will like, have on someone else. Sitting there going, well, I'm not a Riley Meek. Hmm. I'm not a Steve Weatherford. I don't have a Super Bowl mm-hmm. championship, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Mel Robbins. I think Mel Robbins' story is. I think she's so interesting. She literally had failed most of her life, and wrote a book about counting down backwards from five, the five second rule. Hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. Just get up and go do what you're going to do. Yeah. Literally, she had no psychological background or training. And she wrote that book, and now she is one of the most sought-after authors and speakers about how to get up and get motivated. Literally, all she did was count backwards, and then she just told her story in a book. And and I'm sitting there going, well, but I'm not them, but I'm not them. Just doesn't matter. But I was never made to be them. Amen. And so, so it's, you know, so it's interesting of, of being able to, to look back and, and one, understand that, that your ability to have an impact on the world is, is directly related to your willingness to have an Mm, impact. So good. And you've got to, you've got to get over yourself. You like our gifts, talents, and skills, our experiences, the things that we've learned, the lessons that we've learned in our life were never meant for just us. Amen. Yes, sir. And it's a selfish, selfish deed to hold on to things and to not share them with other people so that they can learn how to do, how to, how to navigate the challenges that you've already navigated. So good. That's so good, JD. We could do this all day long. (laughs) Um, It might be a problem for some people, but. So much good in all this. So many amazing things to, to take away and, and learn. And, and um, if people haven't already hired you uh, to come speak or write for them by now, they're missing out. Like, this is what I would love. And, I, and, and man, you kind of called this out in me, Luke, the last time you and I were together. And it's crazy because I'm going to put this out there for the first time. Okay. Go for it. I want to speak. It's what I want to do. I want to speak. I want to write micro moments, massive impact. It's going to be out by October. Um, we're just putting it out there. Like it's, it's going to be out there by October. Mm -hmm. I would love the opportunities because here's the thing in the book and the whole story behind micro moments, there's going to be different areas that we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on random people, Mm -hmm. how you can be intentional in the micro moments to make a massive impact with strangers, mm-hmm. with your business, within your companies, with your with from a leadership standpoint, with your employees, yeah. and then also with your customers, how you have how you can take these micro moments to make massive impact. That's good. And then also with your families. Mm-hmm. 
right? And how you can utilize the micro moments to make a massive impact in the, in your marriage and, and in your kids' lives. That's going to be the three, that's going to be the three sections of the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I've already got another secondhand book that's, that's already on my mind about micro moments being the micro choices we make mm-hmm. in our day-to-day moments that can make a massive impact in our lives and that's in good. other people's lives. That's, that's going to be another, another addition to it. But here's what I would love. I'd love the opportunity to speak at companies about micro moments, massive impacts, and how you can utilize micro moments to make a massive impact in your, in your employees and in your customers. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would love to do, and it's something that you called out in me, is I would love to be able to go and speak at churches mm-hmm. about micro moments, massive impact, and about that's how we're called to live like Jesus. Come on. And to start changing the framework of how we view following Jesus mm-hmm. from 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 this this challenging big like do I, do I believe we can make we can make mountains move and heal people with our shadows one hundred percent? But I think I think oftentimes, especially as, as Christians and new Christians, we mm-hmm. we get this view of of Jesus and God in this. I can never live up to that. Like, look at what he did. Everything he did was so big and he took five fish and two loaves and Mm. blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, uh, the grandness of it just doesn't compute in our head. Yeah. I would love to be able to start sharing with, with people in, in churches that everything about us following Jesus has everything to do with us living and being intentional in those micro moments with people to make a massive impact. You want to reach more people for Jesus and start loving them intentionally in the micro moments mm-hmm. to make a massive impact. Cause that's how Jesus did it. That's how we're called to do it. And mm-hmm. that's, what's going to win people to Christ. So good. And so I, I would love to be able to start sharing that mm. message. Um, and I've not, I've not put that out there before. Staking the ground I, right there. I mean, let's go. I was a I was a student pastor for a year. I've been, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I can I, I've been in a church, you know. I, I but I, I think that's I think that's supposed to be a part of what I'm Amen. what I'm doing. I think that's a part of what I'm supposed to be sharing. So so um, proud of you. Got to put it you. out there, right? If you want it's it to good. happen, there it is. You heard it here first, JD. We started at the top with uh, thirty seconds to share your story, um, and that, you did a great job. I'd love to wrap here with our company's called Parable Brand. Parables are are very simple, short, yet impactful stories. I mean, talk about micro moments, massive impact. That's probably the definition of a parable. If we were to give you the chance here to share the JD parable, what would that sound like? Mm. Wow. I think if I was if I was to share share that now it would be he took what he was given that in his hands didn't look and feel like much. Mm-hmm but he used it to make a massive positive impact in the people 
that he came in contact with every single day. So good. Mm. Amen. The book of JD. That's it. So good. Jonathan Darling, leadership guru, speaker, author, entrepreneur, daddy to his husband, husband, friend. I love you, man. I'm so grateful for, for you sharing today. How can people stay connected with your journey, reach out, etc.? Yeah, so you can follow me on um, LinkedIn at thejonathandarling.com or the Jonathan Darling. You can go to uh, uh, Jonathan Darling. Um, uh, find me on LinkedIn. I'm there. Um, my website. Um, you know all that stuff. Uh, I'm guessing you'll have in the in the show notes. And yeah. you know if you if you want to check out um, a small snippet of Micro Moments Massive Impact, um, you can go on Amazon. Um, and I, I co-authored the best-selling self-help book, uh, number one bestseller um, on Amazon for like four days in a row. That's awesome. Um, number one new release when we released it. Um, in, in like six different categories, it's called living kindly. Um, and it's a compilation of a, of a bunch of us, different authors, um, telling stories about kindness Mm -hmm. and, and, and changing the narrative of, of kindness. And so, um, I'm the last chapter in the book. They said they saved the best for last. Um, so micro <laughs> so moments, good. massive impact. That small snippet there is is in that book. Um, so you can check check it out there. And all the all the proceeds to that book go to uh, um, to uh, to uh, kindly charity um, in in helping create opportunities for for acts of kindness for people awesome. um, across the U.S. So come on, man, I love it, JD. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, sharing your heart. Thanks for having me. We're so grateful for it, man. We love you, dude. Love you, man. Appreciate it, bro. Boom, baby. That's a wrap on today's episode. And I hope you really gathered some amazing things from this. I mean, Jonathan just brought the fire. He brought the energy. He brought a lot of wisdom on the way we use our words and the way we speak to ourselves and the way we speak to others and the way we can really ignite massive impact through micro moments. I hope that that encouraged you. I hope that you can take that and and utilize it in your business today, in your family today, just, just in the people that you meet today. Really excited for you to take that on. Hey, if you haven't connected with us yet on social media, we're at Parable Brand and Uh, If you just want to reach out and have connections around story and business, we're available for that. We're really excited to continue keeping this thing going. And that is all made possible by you and your support. So if you've not yet added a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to, go ahead and do that right now. And just let us know what you're getting out of this. Let us know what you are Uh, just learning and soaking into and let us know what you've actually gone out and applied in your life and how it's impacted you. We're so grateful for you. Remember your story was created for impact and you can go implement that today. This is Luke from the Story of Business Podcast and Parable Brand. We'll see you on next week's episode.